Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Take a Shot with Amem Joy Emma. I am your girl, your host, Amem Joy Emma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to today's episode, I hope you're listening with some love, some joy, some hope, some peace. If you are not, well, then you already know the drill. I'm sending that your way right about now. start this off talking about being a queen. Yes. Listen, I know that when we hear that word queen, it means and it triggers some things and different things for different sets of people. Some people hear that word and they think it's a positive term, a positive endearment, right? You're a queen. It's just something that kind of raise your self-esteem and nothing more than that. And then others hear the word and they cringe and they say, queen, okay, now y'all doing too much or it's some new age stuff. So a lot of people have different reactions to that word when when I say or when different people say queen or king. But I actually wanted to share um what I mean when I say that I actually wanted to clarify what I mean when I say you're a queen. So when I say that you are a queen, when I say you are a black queen, I'm actually speaking from a place of truth and reality. This is not just a term of endearment for me. This is not just some positive self-talk. It is real to me. I actually believe that I am a queen and that you are a queen. Queen of what, you ask? Queen of what? Well, let me break it down for you. Speaking from the perspective of a believer, so speaking from the perspective when you are a believer, a child of God, a Christian, God calls you his child. And actually today, I am going to refer to scripture to back up everything that I'm saying because I feel that it's really important to prove that this is not just some something that's out of thin air, but it's actually true and biblical. So the first thing I want to say is that when you become a believer, when you become a Christian, you become a child of God. I'm going to read from Romans 8:15, the Passion Translation. Um, and it says, "And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned." For as he rises up within us, our spirits join with him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. Verse 16, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Okay. So when you become a believer, you receive what we call the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit begins to make God's fatherhood real to us. Recently, I heard on um, the Same Room uh, podcast, it's the podcast of the Shade Room. They have a, a platform called the Same Room, and I was listening to their podcast to the podcast and I heard the host uh, say <laughs> that people refer to God as Sky Daddy and they say I know they say it in a very probably in a jokingly and probably demeaning manner but it is reality and I know that it sounds crazy because how can God be your father when you don't see him um how can God be your father when, you know, you don't see when a lot of us, you know, may not have had positive experiences with our dads, right? And so that word and all that it means, especially with calling God a father, is, is a lot. I get that. But when you become a believer, you receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, he inside of us makes God's fatherhood real to us. And in our, it says in our innermost being whispers into us, you are God's beloved child. Okay. That, it, that reality, it actually starts to become real to you that God is real, that God is a father and he'll actually start to reveal himself to you as a father, a father that is better regardless of how great or not so great your dad might have been, that he will actually reveal himself to you as a real and better father than you could possibly ever dream of. And that you are his beloved child, the one that he loves with his everything. And he will make that real and tangible to you. So that's the first thing. Okay, so I'm going to keep reading Romans 8, 17. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided we accept his sufferings as our own. Watch that phrase. Since we are true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. When you become a child of God, you become an heir. When you become a child of God, you become an actual heir, an heir. And so that means as a believer, when you believe that God is king of kings, that God is supreme, that God is ruler, that God reigns, and you believe that you are his beloved child, that automatically makes you an heir. If we look up the definition of the word heir, it is a person inheriting and continuing the legacy of a predecessor, a person legally entitled to the property or rank of another on that person's death. Okay? 
That's a successor, an heir. Next in line, you're an heir, right? Let's keep reading. We're going to go to 2 Tim- Timothy 2, 11 and 12. 2 Timothy 2, 11, the TBT version. You can trust these words. If we were joined with him in his death, then we are joined with him in his life. Verse 12. If we are joined with him in his sufferings, then we will reign together with him in his triumph. But if we disregard him, then he will also disregard us. There it goes. First, he called us an heir. Then he says, we will reign with him. Reign. Okay. What does that mean? Reign. Not R-A-I-N. R-E-I-G-N. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, let's go to the dictionary. What does reign mean? Reign means hold royal office, rule as king or queen. Hmm, let's go back to that scripture. If we are joined with him in his sufferings, right? I'm joined with him. That means I am in Christ Jesus. I'm a believer. I'm joined with him. That means... I experience what he experiences and and that includes his sufferings, then I will reign together with him in his triumph. All of this I do as a child of God. So I will reign, rule with him in his triumph. When you reign, what are you? You're royalty. You're king. You're a queen. I'm not done yet. I'm going to go to 1 Peter 2 verses 9. So First Peter, we're still in the Passion Translation, First Peter 2.9. First Peter 2.9. But you are God's chosen treasure. Let's stop right there. You're a treasure. God's chosen, meaning he chose you, right? God chose you. Before you were born, he actually chose you. And you are his chosen treasure. You are a treasure to God. But you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. A spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He calls you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world, but you are God's chosen treasures, priests who are kings, okay? So I'm not speaking and saying that you are a queen or a king just because it's the hot thing to say or it's a term of endearment. I'm speaking it as a matter of fact that this is who you are, that you are a queen, And I know that the narrative and the reality, especially, and there's a reason why I especially speak to Black people because of 2020, bro, showed itself when it came to Black people. And it's been that way for a while, but the outcry um, definitely showed itself and brought up again how this world tries to tell us that we are less than. When in reality, God says, no, you're more than, you're more than, 
You're my beloved child. You're an actual heir. You actually reign with me. You are actually a queen. That's who you are. Not the nonsense that this world tries to tell you that you are. This is who you really are. And so when I say queen, it's a nice positive term of endearment. Yes, it boosts your self-esteem. Yes, but I'm actually saying who you are. You're royalty. You're an heir. You're co-heirs with Christ, seated in heavenly places in Christ. That's who you are. When you are a believer, this is what you inherit. And so regardless of whatever the world tries to tell you or whoever the world or whoever in your life tries to tell you you are, you don't have to believe anything that's anti what God says you are. You don't, you can reject it. You can call a lie a lie. You no longer have to receive the message of the world that you're less than, that you're incapable, that you're ugly, that you're not smart, that you're not, that you're not beautiful. You don't have to receive that anymore. You can start today by knowing, you know what? I'm actually a queen because God says so. And I, and I decided to come on here and, and prove to you, not just out of thin air, but out of scripture, what you live by. When you become a believer, you pick up this Bible and you live by this because these are actually God's words, right? Written down. And as God begins to open up your understanding, as you read his word, as his spirit begins to lift the veil and open up your understanding, you start to actually see a mirror. You actually start to see yourself for who you are. It's not just a term of endearment. Your actual royalty. Like literal royalty. Like literally. Of not just any king or queen. Of the supreme. Of the king of all kings. The greatest that there ever will ever be. There ever was and will ever be. God himself. That's who you are. When you become a believer. This automatically becomes who you are. That's what I mean when I call you a queen. I hope this was helpful. I hope that I was able to bring some clarity because that's my goal. And I hope that as you heard this words that it resonates deep on the inside of you because that's my heart. I am so tired of hearing all the negative about us as black, as black people, as black women. I'm so tired of it. Especially when God says, come up higher and see who I call you to be. And so that's my heart as I'm walking this out. Like this is, this is, I'm learning this. And as I'm walking this out and as God is teaching me, I want to share with you that we would both, we would realize the reality of who we are together. And we would walk in this reality in spite of whatever he, she, they say about us because we know who we are and we're not waiting on somebody to validate us. Because now we know and we act accordingly. That's it for me. Let's continue the conversation over at whoyouarejoin.com.
As always, I love you and I appreciate you. You can find me on the socials at Take a Shot Podcast, or you can email me at Take a Shot Podcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Lemonade. Ooh, tastes so sweet. Three poppies, making one for me. Them ocean sounds. Ooh, sip slowly. Grains of glass riding on my feet. Do you love me? Do you not? Do you think about me every time? Cause you've been running my mind all day. As I ride through the ocean, sleep on my face, play Teddy Pendergrass, listen to the waves. You keep coming right back, and I think, and I think you could be my ray of sunshine. You could bring the darkness to light. I just wanna feel love, baby. Say it ain't so. Everything that I got just left my control. Oh, my love.